Hi everyone, I'm Julie Allball, host of Wedding Market Live, and today we have a great show in store for you today. We're going to talk about the Wedding NBA, the convention that can transform your wedding business. And we're going to have guests today, uh, Clint Huff, as well as Alan Berg, who have been veterans of the conference for several years. And my first guest will be Clint Huff. Hey, Clint. Welcome to the show. Well, howdy doody. How's everything? Ah, everything is marvelous. So uh, why don't you uh, kind of share with us what really the Wedding MBA is? Well, it's, well, it's unlike anything else in the wedding business. That, that's my observation. Uh, there are some associations that will have a national conference, and they get really excited if they get close to 300 attendees. But last October at the Wedding MBA in Las Vegas, we had over 3,500 attendees, 70 sessions. And I think that if someone is serious about growing their wedding business, quite honestly, I think it's something that every uh, small business owner could attend and get a ton out of, whether in the wedding business or not, because the content is that rich and that relevant, valid to, uh, to today's market. Because the sessions are broken down into three basic categories. There's how to run your business, how to market your business, and then the psychology behind your business. And all three of those are intertwined. Um, so, and I also love that there's so much to choose from. And if you have more people on your staff or you have uh, a number of people that are working with your business and you're gonna bring them along with, which is easy to do because it's so reasonable, the pricing is so reasonable then um, you can bounce around to different sessions depending upon what's relevant to you. And they also, based on uh, the attendee feedback, they created breakout sessions for each vendor category. So people that run venues will all be together, florists will all be together, DJs, et cetera, and for one whole day, and they'll deal with the issues that are relevant to their vendor category. Uh, and it's the feedback we got last year was incredible and we did it for only a half a day. So I think now we're gonna have it for a full day and it's gonna be really dynamic. And then we move into the general um, kind of conference where we deal with business specifically in a general uh, area. And the speakers are fantastic. The, they're the best of the best at what they do. And the, I keep mentioning attendee feedback. They get new speakers depending upon what the attendees are asking for. And if, it, if somebody doesn't resonate that well with the attendees, then they probably won't be back. But if somebody finds somebody out in the marketplace that has relevant information that can really be dynamic to the wedding industry, whether it be a corporation or a solepreneur, uh, then they're going to bring that person in and let them share their uh, knowledge. And it's just incredible. And we expect it to keep growing. I uh, I was talking with Shannon the other day, and she was talking about how they, I went, I think it was four classes to eight for the specialties. Like they doubled it for the coming year. I think, I think they've been doubling it every year. I mean, because they had um, about eight different categories in 2016, but I think that I, I'm a little not sure if they're going to expand the categories or they've just expanded the amount of time that the categories are gonna be in their breakout sessions. Either way, it's growing. And it's all based on attendee feedback. If I remember, I think there's like 150 different sessions 
which is absolutely amazing to think about. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Over a three-day period. And that doesn't count the after parties. A wedding wire comes in and they do a big after party. Uh, the knot comes in and they do a big after party. There's happy hours um, at the convention site. Um, but those two parties are also, you know, offsite. And you're in Las Vegas. So it's not like you're never going to have, you're, never gonna, you're not going to be bored. That's really the issue. Uh-huh. You've got to be careful. Also... Though. Be patient. Uh-huh. Now, you're also presenting um, this year. What will you be uh, presenting about? I'm really excited about this year's topic. It's um, content marketing. And we've seen this kind of the wave is coming, or maybe it's already been here, but, but a lot of people get nervous around new technology or they say to themselves, um, I don't like public speaking. I don't like looking into a camera. I don't like, I just don't, or I just don't know what to do. And what I like about this subject is the diversity and it has to be relevant to each person and their business. And so we're gonna explore all of that. We're gonna explore the options that are available in terms of content marketing and what's relevant to your business. And we're gonna kind of all break it down to the best we can within a 45 minute period. Mm -hmm. Now you're also host of the Wedding MBA, uh, well, the Wedding MBA podcast. And, uh, yes. and how many years have you been doing that? We've actually, uh, we're coming up on our one year anniversary. Um, I approached Shannon and Will um, about 14 months ago. Uh, they had this huge bridal show in Phoenix. It was the biggest, I think they've sold it, but it was the biggest uh, bridal show in the entire country, something to behold. And I, uh, while I was there, I said, you guys need to have content all year round. And here's what I suggest you do. Cause I already had a successful podcast, the wedding ceremony podcast, which I've done for three years. And I said, don't worry about a thing. I'll put everything together. I'll make the podcast happen. I'll get it listed in iTunes and Stitcher and I'll take care of all the technology and all that kind of stuff. All I want is for you to give me access to the speakers that take the stages at the wedding MBA. And let me just talk to them for about 25 minutes to a half an hour. And we've been doing that for a year. We do it once a week. Um, we've had a little lull over the last month as we're trying to get ramped up with the new speakers that are coming in this year. And it's been fantastic. And the feedback we've gotten has been spectacular because these are really smart people. I mean, brilliant people. And to be able to ask them questions, listen to the, their expertise, and it's everything. It's all across the board that you would connect to a business. There's marketing, there's social media, there's, uh, there's disc jockey companies. And uh, well, Alan, who's gonna be following me in your interview session today, he comes, he, I interviewed him and I learned so much in 20 minutes. It was, my tan got tired from taking notes. It was just amazing. And that's the way it's been. And all of those episodes, episodes are archived uh, in iTunes and Stitcher. If you um, search for Wedding MBA podcast, you can pick and choose which speaker you want to um, listen to. And then you can reach out. They're all really accessible. They all give you contact information if you want to reach out to them before this year's conference. Uh, and it's just been spectacular. Now, what are some of the speakers, new speakers, I guess I should say, uh, what kind of topics will they be discussing? Well, it kind of depends. Sometimes it's a topic that we've visited in the past. Um, Kira Hug is an expert at um, branding, and uh, it's amazing what she's been able to do with her website. That's K-I-R-A-H-U-G. 
uh, com. And if you, what I like is that the proof is the proof is in the pudding. Everybody that we've interviewed, when they give their website, if you go to that website, they are walking the walk after talking the talk. And it's it's one of the best. Uh, what I've heard is that knowledge is when you learn from own, your own mistakes, but wisdom is when you learn from other people's mistakes. And so you can go to these people's website and you can see how they've already kind of tried and failed, uh, had different iterations. And the result is beautiful websites, excellent marketing materials. Uh, Sarah Ancamo is brand new. Jennifer Trotter is brand new. They deal with uh, branding and um, style and marketing. And it's, it's just brilliant. I'm very excited about the new blood that's going to be coming in at this year's conference. Yeah. Well, during the week when you're in Vegas, what do you do when you're in town? What does your schedule usually look like? What, to give an sleep, example sleep. so that you'll sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm the kind of guy that uh, when it's all done, so am I. Oh, um, well, why don't we... Uh... I, I, I used to be in the nightclub business. I used to be a disc jockey in the nightclub business for 15 years. Um, and so it would be common for me uh, for five days a week to get home around, you know, 2.30 or 2.45. And then I was out. I was out. But on the days off, um, usually I was playing some kind of sports or whatever. But around 10 o'clock, I was out. That's just my body clock. So there's so much that has to be done during the conference. And um, I'm now also kind of helping with some Master of Ceremonies work on the big stage. Um, and then also speaking and, and organizing one of the breakout sessions. So I would rather kind of conserve my energy. That's my thing. But I mean, there are some people who are amazing who will go to all the after parties and close down the place and then they're up bright and early for the first session the very next day. Uh, that's for other people much more hardy than I. Yeah, well, what advice do you have for people that might attend the wedding MBA for the first time? Buy your tickets right now. Buy your tickets right now because they get more expensive the closer you get to the conference. And you can go to weddingmba.com and there's a little button that says purchase your tickets. Buy them now. They'll never be more affordable. But the best part about this is those tickets are user friendly. I mean extremely user friendly. First of all, let's say you buy a ticket at today's prices, right? And then you realize as we get to the conference, which is the first week of October, that you can't go. Well, then you can hand that ticket to somebody else, just like that. They're transferable. Let's say that you want to give somebody a gift. Maybe you have some sort of a raffle or a contest or something connected to your business. Or maybe you have a mentor or somebody that you're mentoring or somebody that you just want to reward them for business that you've done together. Well, you can buy a ticket right now to the Wedding MBA conference. And when it says, who is this for, you can say, to be determined. And then you can give it to that other person as a gift. Now, wait, it gets even better. Let's say that you realize that this year you cannot go, but you know definitely you're going to be able to go in 2018. You, the tickets will roll over. That's right. You can hold on to the one for this year. You can use it for next year. No problem. But here's the best deal. You buy it at today's prices. We know that you can give that ticket to somebody else then buy more than you need at today's prices. Because as we get closer to the conference, word spreads and people are last minute trying to find a ticket to get into this thing because it's so powerful. And you can put out 
however you want to distribute the news, that you've got some tickets and you can sell them a little bit less than the market value at that time, but still way more than what you paid for it today. And you can make yourself a little money. That's my deal. Buy the tickets <laughs> right now. Now, I mean, for anyone that hasn't been to Vegas, I mean, hotels are, have amazing deals and prices uh, compared to a lot of other cities. So uh, I don't know what you have done in the past, Clint, but I, I think uh, there's a lot of uh, good deals for people to get hotels and so forth. There is crazy deals. It's crazy. I use Hotwire, H-O-T-W-I-R-E, hotwire.com. And I have found hotel rooms within walking distance of the conference for less than $30 a night. Hotwire. I'm a total devotee of hotwire.com. And there's also lots of public transportation as well. So. well. I was going to ask you about that, about what the transportation. Now, you know, a lot of times I have equipment when I come into town because I do live broadcasting at the Wedding MBA and I will be doing live broadcasting uh, this year as well. So I usually rent a car. But for others, they wouldn't necessarily have to rent a car. You could get a taxi uh, and I guess in some cases they even have um, I guess a shuttle that goes to and from several different hotels and to the convention center. Can they actually have a monorail. monorail. Yeah they have a monorail that goes between um, four major hotels the MGM and I think the Hilton uh, I'm not really sure which other ones but they have a monorail that does that they also have, I mean, cab services everywhere in Las Vegas. Um, and I'm not sure if Uber and Lyft have been authorized to do their thing in Las Vegas. You can check that out. If you do get a car, if you're close enough to the Southern California area and you drive in, parking at the, um, at the convention center is $10 a day. So it just kind of depends on what's going to work best for you. But really, there's no excuse. I mean, you can get hotel rooms incredibly inexpensive, especially if you want to share a room. And then um, now you also have to factor in, there's going to be a resort fee, but still it's just, it's so much cheaper than almost any place else that you're going to have a conference like of this magnitude. Uh, and then you'll be able to get wherever you need to get. And there's tons of people that really want to help each other. So there's lots of ride sharing and taxi sharing and yeah you'll be able to get from wherever you're staying to the convention center. And then once you're there, you're there all day. Oh yeah, definitely. Now, now we talked about the specialties, but I don't think we actually maybe name some of the specialties that, um, you know, the breakouts. Can we talk about that a little bit? Well, I think it's every major category in the wedding industry. So I know there's venues. I'm going to be helping with venues this year. There's officiants, there's photographers, there's entertainment, mostly disc jockeys, I think, but, entertainment, um, florists, uh, designers. Um, and that's interesting because designers, I think, might be different than planners. Obviously, planners are a huge segment. Um, caterers. Yeah, almost every major category you can think of. And again, you can go to the website and you can see where all the breakout sessions are. And the other thing I like about it is that they'll list, um, now they're still filling some slots for the seminars, for the sessions. And so sometimes you'll see who the speaker is. Sometimes you'll just see the title and what the explanation of the session is supposed to be. Um, and as we get closer, that will all kind of maybe stay the same. Maybe it'll change just a little bit. Um, but you'll also be able to see the three categories because there's 
there's knowledge and there's uh, design and technology. Uh, and you'll see, you'll be able to kind of go to the category that you're most interested in and see what the subject is and who's teaching it. And then also, they'll also uh, list all the breakout sessions uh, in terms of the specialty groups. Now, why don't you uh, tell our audience uh, what you do in the wedding industry? I know we've, we've talked about the wedding MBA, but I know you have um, some neat experiences that you could share with our audiences as well. Well, I'm an officiant. I'm a non-denominational officiant based in Southern California. And I've been doing that for about 21 years. And it is the best job I've ever had in my life. Um, I have spoken at different associations in regards to business and the wedding industry, and I've mentored some people, but the best job is for me um, to be able to officiate a wedding ceremony. And uh, I don't even, I haven't, I've lost count of how many I've done. But one of the really cool things that I've been blessed with is I've done some kind of high profile weddings. Um, the Bachelor, Bachelorette, the very first season of The Bachelorette, Trista married Ryan, and I got to officiate that ceremony. And then other things followed. Um, yeah, I've been really blessed. And, and we're in Southern California, so, you know, there's a certain level of uh, celebrity out here. And every now and then something comes along. But the day-to-day, the -day, well, not day-to-day, -day, but the week-to-week -week nuts and bolts are just, just people that have fallen in love. And a lot of times they come from different backgrounds. And to be able to help them combine who they are, because I think a wedding ceremony is only three things. It's it's the commitments between the two people, obviously, but it's who they are as individuals, which I think is the most important thing because, I mean, that's who they fell in love with, but that's also who they're offering to this person is who they are. And then it's what they think their marriage is going to be going forward. And because people now can fall in love from all over the world, the backgrounds are incredibly diverse and it is awesome to be able to help them kind of express who they are um, as individuals and couples, maybe honor their family, their heritage. Uh, and I've never done the same ceremony twice, and it is just a blessing all the way through. Yeah. Now, um, you know, I've had so many guests on uh, the wedding market chats and, and other things that we've done. They're talking about reality TV. What was your impression of uh, doing a real wedding on television? Was it was there a lot of producers saying, do this, or was it really all, all live? I'm assuming it was all live, but you know, sometimes they could you know, stage some things. But I, I want your opinion on this, exactly. Well, it depends on the show, because every show has its own criteria. And I've been lucky. I've been in entertainment my whole adult life, well, my whole life. And so when a producer comes to me and says, we're going to have a wedding, um, the questions I ask are, tell me what you need. Tell me what this wedding is going to be. Because the bachelorette wedding with Trista and Ryan, we they just shot the whole thing. I mean, the ceremony actually, uh, okay, so it was a two-hour show. And the first hour probably was all the prep and all the interviews and all that kind of stuff before the ceremony. And then they did the ceremony, which lasted about 15, 20 minutes. And then the last maybe 10 minutes of the show was the reception. So they took the entire ceremony um, because I guess as far as the producer was concerned, uh, Mike Fleiss, the executive producer, uh, he thought that was the most emotionally um, powerful part of the wedding and he wanted to make sure that we saw it in its entirety. Now, there have been other times where I did a wedding for Master Chef. They had a couple and the, the competition amongst the chefs was to provide food for a wedding reception. So they had somebody on staff that just coincidentally enough was gonna get married. So when I talked to the producer, I said, 
Um, is this going to be, are you going to shoot, uh, show the entire ceremony or are you going to take just kind of like excerpts of it so you can kind of set the stage for the food competition? And they said, we're going to do the second thing you said. And I said, okay, great. So I can just do the whole ceremony and you'll take whatever you want. And they said, yeah, which is fantastic because then I got to go to the couple and they had a real wedding. It wasn't a TV show. It was their wedding and we went through the entire process that I go through with every couple and they had a real wedding. Now there was another show that's a daily show on the Hallmark Channel and it's called Friends and Family. And it's a Monday through Friday, I think two hours, maybe three hour show um, in the afternoon. And it's exactly what it says. It's about friends and family. And so they had a wedding contest. And when I talked to the producers about that, they had like a seven minute window where they had to do the, um, because it's a live show, they had to do the ceremony within this one segment between commercials uh, where the couple had to get married. So once I know what my parameters are, then I was able to go to the couple and we kind of cut to the chase and got to the, the, the bare bones essence of the ceremony, which would be, I do, the vows between the two of them, the ring exchange, um, and then just kind of set the table at the beginning and then wrap it up at the end with the kiss. And we fit it into that slot. So, you know, it just depends. Everyone has, has its own unique kind of thing. Um, there was one series that I did called uh, Hitched or Ditched, and those were the same producers that did The Bachelorette Wedding. And it only ran six episodes, and they would find couples that had been engaged for a long time, uh, and then the couples didn't realize what was going on, but then there'd be a knock on their door and they'd say, hey, you uh, sent in an application for this thing. Well, actually what it really is, is uh, we know that you've been engaged for a long time. We're kind of curious why you haven't gotten married. And they would give them an invitation to their own wedding in one week. And so then the show would interview all of their friends and their family and that kind of stuff. Now, when it came to me, it was for real. I mean, I mean, that's reality TV, so I had nothing to do with whatever went on in terms of those interviews and all that kind of stuff. Because the, the truth is, is that they're always looking for some sort of conflict. But when it came to the ceremony, they had to put on the clothes, contractually they were bound to put on the clothes and walk up to me. And then I just asked them, do you really want to marry this person? And of the six episodes, which means six different couples, four of them got married for real. We had marriage licenses and everything, and it was all over the country. We were in Boston, uh, New Jersey, North Carolina twice, San Diego and Chicago. And two of the couples didn't get married and quite honestly, they shouldn't have gotten married. So the, the framework of that had to fit again within a particular time frame, but it also had a certain structure that needed emotional impact. But once we got to the point where they decided that they were gonna get married, then the vows and the rings and everything I could do to make it personal to the two of them. Um, and I just had to have that ready in case they said yes. And then we went forward with it. So every every TV show has its own kind of parameters, and you just have to be willing to bounce with whatever's whatever's needed. Unfortunately, I had enough television background where you know I understand that flow and that need. Yeah, it's uh, amazing how different some of the reality TV shows the focus can be. Um, have you ever turned down a TV segment? Because I, I what I'm hearing in the industry is sometimes they might see a show that might be negative and so they turn down some you know because you know reality tv sometimes it's not real so i uh, i hear that a lot, actually i'm really fortunate nothing that i've had to turn down has come to me there hasn't been anything that's been sensationalized um i don't know where that filter lies i don't know why i'm not getting those um, but i'm thankful 
Uh, I do have my own kind of interrogation process. Uh, when they came to me with hitched or ditched, I asked a lot of questions and I said, let me get this straight. This isn't a pretend thing. This isn't a dramatic thing. This isn't a, any of that kind of stuff. This is for real, right? And they said, yeah. And I said, and you don't need me to play any part in whatever happens until they walk up the aisle, right? Right. And so, in fact, the first wedding that we did, I went to the couple before, which is what I do with every other couple, um, you know, that's not being on TV, and just check in with them, make sure they're cool, understand what's about to happen. And we did it, and it worked out fine. Then there was a bit of a break before we went to the next city to do the next couple, and the producer came up to me uh, on the day of the wedding, before the ceremony, and said, I, I need a favor. And I said, what? They said, we don't want you to go talk to the couple. And I said, okay, but why? They said, because you, you're too calming. We need them to be kind of, you know, on edge just because that emotional content adds to the, uh, I guess, the enticement for the audience. So, so it really was kind of walking into, let's see what happens, that sort of scenario. But anytime anybody had any kind of a, uh, kind of a, a scent of impropriety or stupidity, uh, you know, I didn't have to worry about that. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, did you have any closing thoughts? We're going to move on to Alan here in a few minutes, but uh, do you have any closing thoughts that you want to give about the wedding MBA or? Well, I have else? three thoughts. Number one, Julie, you're spectacular and just keep doing what you do because you've helped a lot of people. That's number one. Number two, Alan is brilliant. So what you're about to experience, I certainly hope that you have something to write with and something to write on because you're going to get a ton of wisdom um, ask him to tell you about the question, the uh, question mark in the email or, yeah, I, I forget what he calls it, but he'll know what I'm talking about. And then the third thing I'd like to suggest is get your tickets to the wedding MBA and do it right now. It's never going to be more affordable. And I guarantee you, you're going to walk away with at least three things that if you put them into action, they'll transform your business. All right, Clint. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. And uh, we'll be with Alan Berg here in just a few minutes. So, but we have some things coming up. Thank you, Clint. Uh, we do have some upcoming items uh, for the Wedding Market Live. We will have a live broadcast uh, in Memphis, Tennessee in about a week. So uh, you will have to look at our broadcast. It will be on Wednesday, April, uh, uh, actually 12th. Uh, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, and you can view that broadcast on Facebook, on the Wedding Market Facebook page, or you can type in WeddingMarketLive.com to join our live broadcast on WedTech Trends live from Memphis. So check that out here in about another week. And uh, we have Alan with us. Hi, Alan. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing, Julie? Hey, I'm doing great. I'm so glad that you were able to come on today. Yeah, me too. It's a, yeah, a beautiful no, I, day finally here. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, one thing I was going to say, I mean, we were talking a little bit earlier about different things, and I did not have any idea that you have been with the wedding MBA since the very beginning. And Yeah, it, it's 10, 11 years now. I, th yeah, I think no. I, I think I'm the only one who has spoken at every single one they've ever had. Wow, that's just amazing. Now, it started <laughs> off in different cities in the beginning before you officially moved to Las Vegas. 
Right, uh, because the people that promote it are from the Phoenix area, so they do, uh, at the time, they had the largest bridal show in the country, and uh, what they did is they figured the vendors were already there, so let's give them something, so they did their bridal show, and then they had uh, a couple of days for the vendors. So uh, we did two years in Phoenix, and then they moved it on to Las Vegas, and it went from the first conference about 450 people. The second one in Phoenix was 600-something. Then we went to Vegas was 900, 1,100, 13, 15, and now it's well over 2,000 people. Really amazing. Now, now you will also be presenting again this year. What will you be presenting this year? So this, I always talk about sales, marketing. I mean, those are my uh, overall uh, topics. But last year, we did the, on the first day, if you remember, we did these kind of looser sessions that were a, a Q&A uh, where people just, there was no presentation. I had no slides. People came in and they uh, gave us a different topic in different rooms. And they asked me to do conflict resolution. And I remember when they first asked me to do it, I was thinking, well, who wants to hear about conflict resolution? And they ended up, I think, having three of us do them uh, back to back. And I ended up with a standing room only room uh, with more questions than we could possibly answer in that time. And it got rated one of the highest sessions at the conference, which was kind of funny because I had no slides. I had no, no preparation. I just literally stood in front of the room and answered people's questions. So this year they've asked me to do a presentation specifically about that, talking about conflict resolution. And uh, it's a hot topic because whether it's a bad review or whether it's something that happens at an event or whether it's during the sales process, uh, we need to handle that. And coincidentally, this morning at 8.30, my phone rang and it was a wedding professional up in New England that has heard me speak a few times and he got his first bad review. And what did he do? Call Alan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this hap yeah, it happens yeah, a lot yeah. because I speak about reviews a lot, so it happened a lot. And, and of course, I, I, I looked at the review and we had a conversation about it. Um, my first question is always, how much of this is true? Because you, I, I want to know how I'm answering here. Am I helping you defend against something that may not even be you? And that's happened with similar company names. Or, or I, I get this from people. I either get, hey, I don't know who these people are. They're, you know, whatever. Or I get like I did today. Well, <laughs> now, you know, when you, you start off yeah. with well, that's a whole different answer. Really filled with the reviews. I mean, there are always going to be some fake reviews out there. Uh, I mean, I yeah. just think that's just how it is. And the only way to, to really combat that is just to make sure you have plenty of good reviews from customers that you know. Right. Right. Well, the, the best way to handle uh, a negative review, if it's a... I'm going to say legitimate, meaning it was your customer as opposed to it wasn't your customer at all. That's a whole different scenario. But if it is your customer, the best way to combat that is with a lot of good reviews. And in the case of this person, they had it happened on one of the websites where he had 13 reviews. So now 12 of them are five star and one of them is one. And I said, I'm glad they gave you one and not three. And he said, why? I said, because who's going to believe a one when you have 13 or 12 wonderful five-star reviews. They give you a three, maybe I'll believe them. But they gave them a one and they wrote a book. And Julie, when I, I mean, it's like, they, they wrote this book. <laughs> so when you, you look at that and you say, am I gonna believe that? Am I gonna believe this book 
of a horrible review when everybody else is saying nothing but wonderful things about them. So, uh, you know, I told him, I said, the best way to make it have less of an impact is get some of your customers to post some really good reviews because everyone just pushes it further down. Because in this particular site, the most recent one's at the top. So you get another good one, another good one, another good one. It'll move them down and it'll have less of an impact. Right. Well, what are some of your favorite memories of the Wedding MBA since you've been a part of it during the whole duration? Wow, my favorite memories. Um, I, well, I love doing the keynote speeches uh, when I'm on the big stage and you know you have 700, 800, 1,000, 12, 1,500 people in the room. That's always wonderful. But uh, you know, walking into a room like I did for a, a wed talk, uh, which are the short talks that they do. I remember the first year we did those. And I don't think people that came all understood that there were going to be these short talks, these 10-minute, 15-minute talks. That the, that this year, that first year, there were 10 minutes. And I went up uh, on, and I was in the big room on the big stage, the Cottonwood Room, you know, just like that right there. And I went up and I did my 10-minute talk. And when I finished my 10-minute talk, I got off the stage because I'm a professional speaker. Unlike most people that speak at not just Wedding MBA, but most of the conferences in our industry, this is my job. I am a speaker, consultant, author. This is what I do now, what I've been doing independently for the past six years. And I've, I keep on time. You know, They never have to worry about me with anything like that. And I did my 10 minutes and I did my virtual mic drop. Never, ever drop a real microphone. I did my virtual mic drop. And I walked off the stage and some people didn't realize it was a 10 minute talk, thought it was another 45 minute talk. And they're sitting in the room looking at the stage going, what just happened? Where did Alan go? <laughs> Where's the rest of this? No, so, that's funny. <laughs> so no, so that, that, wanna... that, that, that was kind of funny because it was like, um, hello? <laughs> um, what advice do you have for wedding pros that maybe haven't attended the wedding MBA before? I guess that would be my... Yeah, well, I always tell people it's a fantastic conference because it's near and dear to my heart because it's about the business of weddings and events. And the difference that that is from other conferences, even though I speak at many other conferences in the industry, a lot of those conferences have things about the technical skills. So if it was a videography conference, it's about how to shoot, how to edit, and so forth. If it's a DJ one, it's how to you know, do DJ skills, how mic skills, and uh, announcements, and all uh, equipment, and stuff like that. But when you go to Wedding MBA, it's about the business of it. I mean, the name itself is the, for those who don't know, it's the Wedding Merchant Business Academy. So it's about how to have a better business. And the people that come out in October, and I know it's wedding season. I know a lot of people say, oh, gosh, it's wedding season. You know what? It, it, there's always weddings going on. There's always business going on. There's always going to be something. The people that come out are showing their interest in growing their businesses in some way. And everybody has a different goal. Some want to do more events. Some want to charge more. Some want to profit more. Some want to expand into another city or another service or whatever. But the people that come are very, very interested because it's not – Hey, I got in my car and I drove an hour and I'm there. You know, that might be the people in the Vegas area, but most people are flying in from somewhere and showing a real interest in the business end of their business. And because the barrier to entry in our industry is so low for people to start a wedding related business, I think the, the people that understand that this is a different skill. Uh, I remember I did a, a mastermind day in, in the UK last year and it was 10 DJs and me for the day. And at the end of the day, one of the DJs said to me, so Alan, how long have you been a DJ? 
And I said, I've never been a DJ. And he said, well, what do you, what do you mean? You, you understand my business better than I do. I said, yeah, I do, but I'm not a DJ. I understand your business better than you do and, and possibly better than you ever will because I've worked with more DJs and more DJ businesses than you ever will, but I can't be a DJ and it's a different skill. You know, getting behind the DJ console, making the dance floor get full and stay full is a whole different skill. And you and I could talk about your video business is a whole different thing than talking about if it's a three chip CCD, HD, 1080p, whatever. You know, that happens after you make the sale. I get you to the point of making the sale and serving the customer and then that's it, like Vegas, right? I'm out. <laughs> yeah, now um, for those that are joining us, um, you can submit questions through the Facebook page and we will have uh, Alan as well as Clint answering your questions live and texting you live on the Facebook page for Wedding Market. So that'll be right. going on right now. But Alan, why don't you give us some closing thoughts that you might have uh, about the Wedding MBA. Anything else? Yeah. So Wedding MBA is a very, very packed time and Vegas is a, a, a big distraction. So my suggestion is take a look at the schedule ahead of time. Of course, there can be changes, but take a look at the schedule ahead of time. If you're coming with more than one person, you might want to divide and conquer when there are more than one session going on. But pick out the sessions that you think will have the best uh, effect for you. And even though I'm a speaker and you know, nobody likes anybody to walk out of a room, if you walk into a room and five minutes in, 10 minutes in, it's not what you're looking for and there's something else going on, you know, feel free to, to go and check that out. But try to come away with a couple of things. And one is ideas you can use in your business right away to help you achieve whatever your goal is. And two, as much as it, it, it's a draw, try to meet new people instead of just hanging around with the people that you already know. One of the best things about this is what's missing from, you know, unfortunately, what we're doing right now. I mean, Julie, you and I love to hang out and, and talk, but we're doing this virtually. What we, once we're done and we hang up, we're done. We, we're not going to the restaurant. We're not going to the bar. We're not going to the parties. So make it a point to try to meet new people, network, because you can have honest conversations with someone who's in your same industry but in a different market about your business, somebody that you can call up and say, hey, you know, let me ask you a question and you, it's not going to be a competitor per se. And that's one of the best things about these live events for me is what happens outside of the event, outside of sitting in a chair and watching someone on stage is take the time to meet somebody new. Uh, when I go to my National Speakers Association conference, there's always a big, uh, you know, a banquet one of the nights and they ask, you know, who do you want to be seated with? And I always tell them, whoever you put me with. And they said, well, don't you want to be with you know, people you know? And I said, no, I want to be with people I don't know so I can expand my network and expand in, with other people. And that's one of the best things about these live events is that you're doing that. So come up with ideas you can use right away. Uh, definitely check out the trade show. There are some great tools there, great people there to meet. Yes, I'll be there too with my books, of course, but you want to just see what's out there because take the time to do that. And, Try not to let the distractions of uh, the, the casinos and uh, the neon lights and stuff take you away from your mission, which is you want to come away with a positive return on your investment, and that's going to be done in the sessions and with the people that you're going to meet. Yes, uh, it's definitely a great conference if you've never attended. And uh, yeah. thank you so much, Alan, for coming on today to talk about the wedding MBA. And uh, I will be seeing you, I'm sure, in October. So I look Absolutely. forward to that. Uh, and uh, we hope that all of you will register 
get your tickets now at WeddingMBA.com right now. So I hope to see all of you at the Wedding MBA in October. But that's it for now. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.